And welcome to the On Call Room, the Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Abby. And I'm another one of your hosts, Bree. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful day, day to podcast. podcast. <laughs> it's so hard to do that when we're on the phone with each other. You just, you just got to stick through it. You I know, just got to stick to your own I just beat. feel nervous. <laughs> I feel nervous right now because I'm unsure if this is recording properly. <laughs> um, I Should you play it back? Should we pause it? No, I mean, I see it. I'm just, let's just hope that Mercury is not in retrograde and things will be fine. Um, well, a friend of mine today was working on an essay question and her computer died and it didn't autosave and it all got deleted. That's my worst nightmare. Honestly, if that happens, we're just not doing this episode. Yep, that's fine with me. We'll just do a little intro that's like, hey, we didn't like these episodes. Hope you're all having a <laughs> good time. We didn't charge you on Patreon this month anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if this is your first time listening, we are a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're deep diving every single episode, starting in season one, episode one, and we are currently in season nine, episodes seven and eight. Um, if one podcast a week is not enough for you and you need more on call room, you can head to www.patreon.com slash the on call room, where you can pledge to be a patron and help support the podcast as well as get a bunch of bonus content. Right. You can get bonus episodes each month. You can be a part of the Facebook listener squad um, and chat with different listeners there about current grays and past grays um, or Harry Potter or other things that people are talking <laughs> about there. It's a great way to connect with other um, listeners and watchers of watchers, viewers of Grey's Anatomy. Um, you can also co-host the podcast and you can hang out with us once a month on a Zoom hangout meeting. Yeah, we've been doing this before it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now Just- Zoom is like really <laughs> taken off and we were doing this for a while. So you're welcome. We're yep. Yeah, so we really hope you join our little community, and um, we're just thankful for those of you that are already in it. Our Facebook group is really fun. I am a, I love being a part of it, especially when, like, a new episode airs, which if you didn't, none of your friends were watching the, like, season finale, which wasn't quite a finale, but is a finale, that's your people, like, our pe- your people to talk to are in that group. Yes. Um, and I'm sure they'll be talking about it for months. So um, I also want to give a little, um, I just want to let people know that I try and keep up to date with the requests um, in to join the Facebook listener squad um, in regards to if you've joined Patreon. But if for some reason I've missed you, just shoot us a message on Patreon. There's a little spot on there. You just say send message and say, hey, I joined as a patron and I asked to be a part of the listener squad and I haven't been accepted yet. Because um, I don't want to leave anyone yeah, don't- out. I, I don't just sit in purgatory if you're a patron. Um, I mean, obviously, like, give me a day or two but because I don't check it. And try... Well, right. And try not to send us Facebook messages because we don't actually get them. Right. So, um, so, so that is, I found a few of you in like purgatory from like a year ago and I felt a little bad about it. Yeah. So um, send us a message on Patreon or if um, you want to email us, we do have an email. It's W, or I'm sorry, uh, it's theoncallroom at gmail.com. <laughs> Our website is www.theoncallroompod.com. There's also a space there where you can contact us. Those are probably the best ways to get a hold of us. Yes. Um, so, Bree, how are you? I'm okay. I'm in day one million of quarantine. And I know. I can't even keep track anymore. I'm not counting. Yeah, today was kind of a weird day, like, because a, a week and a half has gone by since I've been working from home and um, running out of home projects to do. And definitely with the new stay-at-home orders, um, 
were limited on purchasing things at the store, which I totally understand and I'm 100% here for. Um, but that does limit some of the things I was looking to do during this time. We did get our <laughs> dining room painted. Um, so that was a task that we finished. And let me just say, we were going to paint our kitchen and our dining room in the same weekend. And thank God we decided to just do... It? Yeah, we just did one room because... It's a pain in the ass to paint. Um, yeah. Do you do all the good taping too? Yeah, we tried. But the problem is the people before who painted, and I don't know how long ago that was, didn't. So like there's paint mm. on the top that they painted the wood molding, which it's like- I, That's, yeah. That's so hard. like there's nothing we can really do about that. I mean, there's like- we're going to repaint the molding in here. Let me explain this. We have beams <laughs> on our ceiling, and then we have <laughs> white molding everywhere else. We're not going to paint our beams. Um, so that paint that's on there, we don't really know how to fix. But though- I kept thinking you were saying beans. We have like beans on our ceiling, like <laughs> magical beans. Um <laughs> But the other stuff that's on like the the molding, the white molding, we're going to repaint probably in the winter. So we're not like too worried about that. We're like, whatever, that will all go away. But I'm like kind of annoyed about yeah. the stuff on the ceiling. And I guess I just have to get over it because there's really nothing we can do and just hope and pray that no one notices. The other problem is we painted it this really pretty light gray green and the color that's on the, the beams up at the top is a dark navy blue. So it's very noticeable. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Owning a well, home. Well, you, it feels like, I mean, I've seen pictures and I was, I had been in your home before this quarantine got like really intense, but um, I, it's like beautiful and it looks like you've really made it into like a home. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're trying. Um, the next step is, Definitely finding space for artwork. Um, yeah. We've talked about That's on here. That's a hard one. Yeah, we talked about on here before. It's like, oh, it's your walls and putting holes in them when you own the home is different. So we've been talking about it a lot. A lot and I think this weekend we'll maybe um, hang some stuff up. The cool thing, though, <laughs> this is like not that exciting, but our, <laughs> our dining room has this like mid molding, like in the middle of the room like around the whole room. So it's like a level. Right. And there's three slats in it. So it's actually four artwork. So we are going to just like, we'll be able to just lean some art up in the dining room instead Whoa, of having to like- that's cool. Yeah. Instead of having to like put a, a hole in the wall and nail stuff up. And then you can like, it doesn't have to be so permanent. We can kind of move it around and- um so yeah, other than that, I watched Interstellar today and cried. And what what made you choose Interstellar? Also, I when Bree and I were typing about it, I could not spell McConaughey. I still don't know how to spell it. <laughs> I don't even know what the second letter is if it's an A or something else. So I just typed M and then as many letters, just like blow and it was up. funny. I got <laughs> I like I understood. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I chose that. Um, we. I don't know. I was just like, I didn't want to watch a TV show. I kind of wanted to watch a movie. And I was just going through our movies that we have downloaded. And I was like, huh, space and love and sadness and weird times. Like, I think this seems appropriate for what we're going. And like the world ending, you know, and like. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Um, we, oh, Abby, we started Homeland last night. Oh my God, welcome. Yeah, we got. Let me we just, watched two episodes. 
Okay, let me just tell you the two things that are gonna make you wanna quit watching, and I need to tell you right now, and this is not a spoiler, like I'm not giving anything away, that you're gonna need to persevere through. Are okay. you ready? <clears throat> yes. The actor that plays Brody in general, like like Brody, just like, just yeah. look, like, yeah, just get past him, and it's fine. And also his daughter, who is the worst. Okay, okay. Just, like, acting-wise, that daughter, like, you're going to be wanting to give up on the show, and I need you to hold tight. Okay. Yeah, we were we were going to watch an episode when he got home from work today, but I was like, well, I got to record, so maybe we'll watch it later tonight or tomorrow or whatever. Oh, my God, uh, I'm so jealous. I also got Kristen and our friends Kristen and Bobby to watch it. They're already all caught up, just like Jake and I are. So, like, Jake and I now have to wait a week for an episode because it's the final season of the whole series. And I got my mom caught on it, too, and she only has a few more episodes to go. So I've officially gotten a lot of people into Homeland. The, thi- <laughs> the thing that makes me a little, ner- not nervous, but, like, I have a it's lot more. Scary. Well, no, no, no. I have a lot more oh. time than John does right now. Like oh. he's still working full time. So I'm afraid I'm going to be like, I want to like watch, watch ahead. ahead. And I know like we started it together. So it's like, oh no, we're in this together. Like this is a partnership yeah. of watching, you know, like I can't do this alone, I guess. It, it'll be more fun to watch it with someone too. Cause it gets kind of confusing and you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those that's like good to discuss with people. Although I've learned about Jake that he doesn't actually like to discuss TV shows when we're watching them. He just likes to watch. Mm-hmm. Cause I'll be like, Oh my God, what do you think? Do you think it's that? And he's like, stop. Yeah. You <laughs> or, know, cause sometimes I figure it out before, you know, like I talk through it and I'm like, I bet you it's that. And he's like, why did you just say that? And I was like, you didn't realize? And yeah, and like, then you kind of ruin it for him. Yeah, yeah, you know what I found? We watched two episodes last night and we were silent through both of them, which means that we were both really interested in what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I haven't, I feel like it's one of those shows too, like you have to pay attention to what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah. There, It's like, especially like the first episode, any first episode, it moves really fast and you're like, okay, what's the plot? What's going on here? So I'm very, I'm very excited. I will let you talk in a second, but I have to say one other thing. Um, I also binged and I want everyone to watch this, especially you, Abby. I waited to tell you about it, to talk about it on the podcast. I um, binged Unorthodox on Netflix. Someone else has recommended that to me. I need to do that. And it is about a woman who was in the Hasidic Jewish community. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Yep. And left. And it's based on a memoir. It's based on a true story. Um, and it's in Yiddish. And it is very, very well done. And I watched like the making of it after like Netflix has a making of it. Um, uh-huh. It's like 20 minutes. I watched the whole thing in one day. It's four episodes. It's I like did a bunch of research about um, that type of Orthodox um, yeah. Judaism. I was like very interested in it, and I also did a bunch of research on her. And it was yeah, it was just really really well done. The acting is incredible. Um, and but so do I, it is it has subtitles so I can't be multitasking. I have to fully yeah, yeah. task. Yeah, right, okay. exactly. Some like a, most of it, a good portion of it is in Yiddish. Some of it's in English. It goes like back and forth depending on like who okay. she's communicating with. Um, and sometimes it's like 
Yiddish and English in the same conversation. Um, but it was just really interesting watching the the making of afterwards too, because um, there's not a lot of art, especially like television in Yiddish. So yeah. Um, and they did a lot of research and tried to be like really true to that community and make sure they really represented it like accurately, which I uh-huh. think was really important. And um, I did some research about if there would be a season two, and they said that they have no intentions of doing a second season. It was always meant to be a mini series, and they would like they feel like they told the story, so they're not planning on doing. So it's just four episodes. They're like fifty minutes long. You can plunk it out in one night, and I cried a lot. I thought it was really good. Ooh, I'll have to do that. I weirdly have not watched any television during the day in my whole month of quarantine. I just, I don't know. I mean, if Jake's home, like, on days, I should say that he's gone. Like, we watch things, but I I don't know lately. Like, I don't have the attention span for TV by myself. Mm-hmm. Um I just like I've tried to sit. I, I couldn't. I haven't even finished the Gilmore Girls thing yet, which is like not because I didn't like it, just because I've just been. I don't know. I've just been like, I, even if I'm just like walking around my house, I'm just like I can't sit still. Or yeah. if I do, it's because I'm on my computer. Or like I'll have it on while I multitask. Like don't get me wrong, I'm caught up on Grey's. I'm caught up on Law and Order. Like you know, like those. Um, yeah. But maybe that maybe tonight I'll watch that because Jake will be going to bed really soon. So yeah. And- um, I haven't been like watching TV much during the day either. Like you said, even if I just like yesterday was John's birthday. And so I like made him dinner and dessert and I like ch- changed the sheets and like cleaned up the house. And I felt like a housewife just housewife. like <laughs> bopping around doing all the things and having like dinner on the table by the time he got home. Um, Can you imagine doing that every fucking that's day? literally how I felt. Like I was like, wow, because there was like, I was like doing chores and doing things and being like, okay, that's prepped. I'll put that's in the fridge now. I like did like, you know, was timing things out. Like, okay, the dessert has to be in the fridge for at least three hours. So like I have that timed out and all these different things. And then I'd have like a half hour, like to just kind of wait until my next task. I'd be like, well, I guess I'll just like read a little bit of this book. And I was like, this is what women did. Is they had like little moments of time in between their like tasks and things. It felt really weird. I also felt like I had to really manage my time yesterday, and it was kind of stressful. (laughs) At one point, I had, like, three things in the oven, and all of a sudden, the kitchen was smoking, and the bacon was burning, and I, like, opened the oven and opened the door, and I was like, how does anyone, like, cook multiple things at once? Just like... (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, Um, I have... What? I was just going to say, I've talked a lot. What have you been up to? Um, Well, I started those... um, like FaceTime quarantine sessions. Yes, which John which and I obviously did. You, yep, yep. So listeners, if you don't know, um, you can look on my Instagram. It's at Abby Elmore. But um, I've obviously can't photograph people because I can't leave my house. And so I didn't come up with this idea. I saw it done, but then I took it and ran with it and um, have been like photographing people via FaceTime um, by hitting, there's like a button that you can like take a live photo. It's just for iPhones, unfortunately, right now. But yeah, so I've been doing that um, and it kind of has like blown up in a really cool way. And I'm blown away by the types of stories I've been able to get out of people and like that people have willingly shared with me. Like, I mean, yours, first of all, you are my Brene Brown. You're writing. Everyone needs to go scroll down, find the one of Brie and John, and read what Brie wrote about this time. It's really special. 
And then also, um, like, so you and John moved into your new house during all of this. You had a really interesting take. Um, I just did one for a couple of mine who I shot their wedding a year ago. They just had a baby six days ago and, like, have been alone in their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had such an interesting story. And, like, I literally, they propped me up on their bath faucet and that she got in the bathtub. She was wearing, like, a bra and shorts. And she gave the, they gave their baby its second bath. Mm. And, like, these are, like— they're low res photos. Like, like they look great on an iPhone. Like you probably shouldn't print them bigger than a four by six, but there's something really like real and raw about them because I think for the people getting them taken, like there's not an actual camera in front of you or even a person. So I feel like it's sort of like broken a barrier a little bit. Um, and people feel less like camera aware of like what they're looking like in whatever. And so I don't know, just the fact that I was like in the bathtub, you know, like with this couple, like giving their baby a bath, it was just really, and the fact that like their parents couldn't even be there, but somehow I had Mm -hmm. access to this moment was like really, I like kind of teared up. And then like last night, a friend of mine shaved her head Um, she like had been wanting to for a while and said that she wanted to come out of this quarantine like fiery and new and like doesn't care what people think. So her husband shaved her head and then she shaved his. And honestly, talk about like being there for like a crazy moment. That was incredible. Like there's just been on one of the days, I believe a friend of mine who's, they're finalizing an adoption and normally you do that in a court. They're not doing it in a court. They're doing it tele. So usually you can't take photos, but because they can prop a phone up and I won't be say anything, like I can take photos. There's just like so much cool shit happening. So I have a lot of them scheduled. Like, I don't have any openings right now because I'm limiting them because I don't want to, like, burn out. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, it requires me to, like, sit at my computer, so I don't want to do that for, like, 10 hours a day. Um, But today was great. Like, I had five of them. I also, like, still got to, like, do my little morning movement and not a bowel movement. (laughs) 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 I I still got to take my bowel movement. Um, I still got to, like cook dinner and like, I don't know. It just like, it's been really nice to have something. It honestly, I feel more fired up about these than any photo work I've done in years. And so that is really fun because I was starting to not feel excited about photos. Um, and this is like the, yeah. I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, go. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you've had to like challenge yourself and find a way to be creative in a different way. Like you are a, um, a professional and you have your craft like nailed down, like you know how to do a wedding day and an engagement session, like you've done it for so long. Um, So I imagine this is like kind of put us like a little bit of a spark into something like different because you've had to, because it's not something you would normally do. Yeah, and and I think more than anything for me, and I don't want this to be like a photography podcast by any means, but like I... I think what I like about it is what I like about sessions are when people are just themselves and they're not trying to do something really epic for photos. Um, And I think that this being like a low res phone photo and like having the limited ability of having to be in your house has like, these are the photos I like taking. Like I don't like going out into some epic location and like trying to make these epic things. Like that's not what I like. I like to just capture people being themselves and like this is that. Like, so I feel like for the first time, people are contacting me for exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Instead of like something else. And so it's been really special. And it also, it's, le- it's like 
less, not it's less work, but it's more just about talking to people than actually like moving around. I'm literally, I ate a quesadilla while doing one of them yesterday. Well, also like, (laughs) too, like you're able to shoot people like in Chicago or in Toronto or Mm -hmm. wherever, and you can do it from your own home. Like you don't have to be burnt out from travel on any of these either. Yeah, I don't even have to drive. I don't even have to get dressed. I was in my pajamas this morning. Like I don't care what people, they don't even see me because they have their phone flipped around, first of all. But yeah, like there's, you're right. There's no, I can still be in my little safe bubble. So it's it's been really, really wonderful. And I also had the greatest time ever the other night cutting out pieces of a magazine because I'm making collage art. (laughs) Yeah, I did that. it's so fun. Um, I saw some things on Instagram. They look amazing. I don't know if you remember. Honestly, I don't know if you ever came to my dorm room my sophomore year at MSU, but I had a wall of super weird collage art, like really bizarre. <laughs> like I wish I should try and find some photos of it, actually. And I remember like this, a friend, Brendan, came over and we like cut a bunch of stuff up and then it just got weirder and weirder and we did it overnights and then it was like this whole wall and I was like, what have we created? Like, what have I done? It's almost like uncomfortable. Like, and I've never really done anything like that since, but it seems really fun and... I just don't have glue or Mod Podge. So the problem is that all I can do is cut it out and then I have to put it back in a folder because I don't have the tools <laughs> to make it yet. But I've decided I'm making goddesses. That's my, like, that's the theme. Do you There's have gonna be something you're going to do with it? Gift them to friends. Love it. <laughs> I think sell them yeah. on Etsy. <laughs> Yeah, so if anyone has Mod Podge or glue sticks and they want to bring them to my mailbox, I will message you my address. Perfect, yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't want to go out and buy anything. So anyways, that's what I've been doing. I wish I could see how long we've been recording, but I have, it's been 650 bars. Yeah, that's, mine says bars too. I don't know how to switch it. It's always just bars. Um, I know there's a way, but um, but yeah, so and. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, someone today in the quarantine sessions that I posted had a really great little blurb. And she said that, um, she feels like weird because for the first, she said she's believed she's the healthiest she's ever been in mind and body, which is a bold statement to make during a pandemic, but she didn't realize how overwhelmed she was Mm -hmm. with like life. And I kind of feel the same way. Like, and I'm talking just purely like this is just my personal experience, but like this rest and like not having FOMO, I mean, I'm over it. I would like to go see my friends. Like, but like, it's been really, it's been really good for me, I think. I think I needed it. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think that I have found that like a lot of things come up when you sit in a space, in the same space over and over and over again. Um, and although it's uncomfortable, I don't think, I, at least for me, I'm realizing it's not necessarily bad. Like uncomfortable right. feelings don't necessarily mean something bad is happening. And so a lot of stillness and time to think has like made me like reflect on like what do I really want to do in my life, right. <laughs> you know? And right, what do I want right. to do with my time? And do I feel okay wasting it sometimes with just like laying around? And um, and what's interesting is like, I, I find that like during, I was just thinking about this today, that like I had a really lazy day today. I took a bath and I like 
I wanted to put away the dishes. Oh, our dishwasher broke. So uh, yeah, cool. Um, so I've been washing all of our dishes by hand. It's a pain in the ass. And um, and we like can't get anyone out here to, uh, <laughs> to fix our dishwasher. Um, and so I like was planning on putting all the dishes away and like washing the dishes I had used today. And um, I had some things I need to throw in the wash and stuff. And all I got to was making or taking a bath and making the bed. I didn't get to any of the dishes or anything. And I was thinking about how when I work a normal work week, when I work like Monday through Friday, actually going into work, and then I'm super lazy like this on a Saturday, I feel very guilty because I gave up a weekend day to just like lay around. Uh And now that I have more time to just be in my home, I did not feel guilty for like not getting to some tasks. And I'd like that to translate over to when I do have to go back to working every day. And hopefully um, with going to school and doing things and working towards a career I want, I won't have a schedule where I work every day. Um, But until then, like, I hope that, that I can like transfer that over and be like, Yes. It's okay that I just want to be in my space and not be productive today. Yeah, right? Productivity is, like, not everything anymore. No. But I'm just saying it's weird how you can, like, feel less guilt when you can only be at home. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I I just think this is, like, I'm really trying to stay present during all this and remember it because this is just truly unprecedented, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just it's just wild. And we're just here, but yet we're still talking about Grace Anatomy. Yeah, we really are. Um wait, maybe before before mm-hmm. we get into the episodes we're gonna talk about, can we just do you watch Grace? Are you caught up? Yeah, yeah, I'm caught up. What'd you think of the quote season finale? Um, I definitely felt like it was not a classic Grace season finale, and we know it right. wasn't what they had intended. But I do feel like, I think it was Christopher enough or something said, this wasn't how we intended it to end, but it still kind of works. And I agree. Like, yeah, even though this isn't what they wanted, I do feel like it worked as a season finale. Um, I'm really happy. Spoiler, if you haven't watched it yet, press pause now or press, go ahead, like 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, I'm really happy that Richard doesn't have Alzheimer's. His hip was super fucked up and really gross to look at. Um, I, I'm interested to see what they do with the Catherine storyline. Um, I, I weirdly felt really bad for Owen, and I know some people won't agree, but like, even if you're the worst and douchiest person, like, <laughs> you still like shouldn't have to listen to your bride that day <laughs> fucking someone else. Like, that's just, that sucks. Like, um, and yeah, I I wish that the Richard thing like had gone on a little longer. Like I felt like it like happened and then it was solved in two episodes and it would have been like I don't know. I think it would have been a little more dramatic if it had like lasted longer. But yeah, the the Catherine twist was great. Um I do feel sad for her in a way too though cuz it's like it's kind of like when someone um is like in a co- like in a coma. The the person that's not in the coma has all these experiences, but the person in it like didn't. It's like um, what's that movie with Kumal Nanjiani and his wife? It's about him and his wife. Oh, uh, the big sick. Yeah, like you know, he's like, I was here for you every day, and like, what do you mean? And she's like, I wasn't 
like I didn't get that time. And it made me think of that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the Owen thing was like rough and just like him being alone there. I thought it was a like good cliffhanger-y. Um, I'm interested like, oh yeah, DeLuca. I'm interested what the, um, like what the cliffhanger would have been if in the other season finale. And also I just wanted to say too, that I'm glad they're taking their time with the Meredith McWidow because I honestly which people are now saying there's two more seasons of Grey's. Like, I thought there was only one more, but there might be more. Like, I would honestly be okay with it, like, ending with them, like, at a bar. Do you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. or, like, something, like, I don't need to see them be fully in love and married. I just would love to see them be flirty and continue it and, like, have us have the hope that it might happen, you know? Well, because think we loved... Meredith, Meredith and Derek because it was a slow build, you know, like to mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. getting married and being committed, you know? It's like once right. they got and married, then it, got it was kind of like, boring. <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to see the slow build. And yeah, because I feel like even in season nine where we're in right now, like, uh, like it's the, like, less exciting part of like Mayor and Dare's story. You know, they're just like, hey. It's like life. <laughs> yeah. Marriage. Oh, it's because Luckily, this it's, pandemic is making you hold off on yours. It's because we, uh, it's because we use grace to escape our own lives and look into the fantasy of what exactly. life could be if you married a surgeon. Um, yep. So. so yeah, I thought it was fine. I was not like, I like. I will be interested to see how Owen deals with the Teddy thing. You know, because he, like, canceled it because he had a trauma, quotes. But really, I mean, he did have a trauma, let's be real. but um, Right, right. Like, a personal trauma hearing Teddy sleeping with Krasik. What's interesting is I didn't realize, I was like, why is Teddy pushing to get married so fast? Why is she doing this? Why is she doing this? And then my sister was the one who was like, Tom is said like he he draws a lot the line at a married woman a married woman oh, and I didn't yeah, yeah. like think about that so then she doesn't have to make the choice anymore Tom will make the choice with for her not to oh wow that's deep yeah I'm just like oh well now she d- gets neither of them <laughs> I don't know it makes me kind of sad because like I've always liked Teddy and I just feel frustrated with her like why yeah. uh, why are you doing this. Hey, maybe she'll have a brain tumor, and then that will be why she did it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's just why. I also feel bad yeah. because I was talking to my sister about this, too, about the episode where Owen is doing his um, therapy session, and he says oh. that, like, any time that he feels or experiences joy, something bad happens, and he has to, like, work through that. And this is, like, another fucking example with Teddy. Like, he was supposed to get married, and then this bad thing happened. And, like, everyone knows I do not like Owen. Um, right. But, but that doesn't mean that I don't have empathy for humans and who are in pain. And yeah. I feel bad for him. So, yeah. I, I agree with you. So, well, should we get into the episodes? I guess. Oh, I, shit, we don't have shotgun work. Up. Yeah, I forgot to do that. I just realized. I have the um, the wiki open, though. Okay, perfect. Um, I'll read the first one. Sure. So these are season nine, episodes seven and eight. I was made for loving you, and love turns you upside down. Oh, my God. I was made for loving you, baby. You, you were made for loving me. me. The only that just makes way me think of loving me, baby, <laughs> yeah. is to pay Nicole Kidman. Do you know that John and I watched Moulin Rouge like two nights ago? It was so really? Good. What did he think? He's seen it. 
Like a million, oh, okay. he loves that movie, but we just like watched oh, okay, it. Because anyway, whatever. Okay, so I was made for loving you. Can two people really be meant to be? What? Is that what it said? Yeah, can two people really? Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, it does on the thing. I don't know what. Okay, it says, can two people really be meant to be? M-F-E-O. Don't know what that means. Soulmates. It would be nice if it's true that we all have someone out there waiting for us, us waiting for them. I'm just not sure I believe it. Maybe I do believe it, all this meant to be stuff. Why not believe it, really? Who doesn't want more romance in their life? Maybe it's just up to us to make it happen, to show up and be meant for each other. At least that way you'll find out for sure if you're meant to be or not. MG. Um, And then love turns you upside down. Most people hate hospitals, but not the interns. For them, a hospital is a magical place. It's poetic. The rhythm of the machines, the crackle of the trauma gown. It's a place full of promise, excitement, surprises. It's a place where dreams can come true. There don't have to be harps playing or birds singing or rose petals falling from the sky. And there are definitely days when the romance is dead. But if you look around, things are pretty amazing. So stop for a second, enjoy the beauty, feel the magic, drink it in because it won't last forever. The romance will fade, things will happen, people will change, love will die, but maybe not today. Meredith Grey. Um, I'll do shotgun workup since I have this open here. Appreciate it. Um, we have Derek Shepard. He has a median nerve injury. Then we have Graham Cunningham. He has cirrhosis, end-stage liver disease, and valvular heart disease. Vincent Freeman has a hand laceration and mesioorbital frontal lobe tumor. Ethan has internal bleeding. And then in the next episode, give me one second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We have... Um, Samantha Morgan, idiopathic neonatal cardiomyopathy, uh, rise, Rutstein, single ventricle defect, congestive heart failure, cardiac tamponade, uh, Carter Koenig, impacted bowel, um, (laughs) I like this, that Mr. Publer is on there, Publer. (laughs) Publer. There's no diagnosis, but he's just on there. Um, I love that. (laughs) Mrs. Crossley, complete heart block. Bigfoot, gunshot wounds, crush injuries, uh, Kimmy pregnancy, baby congenital diaphragmatic hernia, pulmonary hypertension. Uh, old lady has a cancerous mass. Derek, again, has a median nerve injury. Thank you for doing that. You're um, for rounds, we have Arizona Robbins' first day back to work. Um, we have April thinking that she's pregnant and Jackson saying he's all in, only to find out she's not pregnant. We have Callie finally asking Derek to help her fix his hand, and then they end up wanting to use his sister, Lizzie's nerve. Uh, I just wrote the frozen tundra has changed Christina. (laughs) So it's kind of like the her and Owen thing. Um, Owen making the decision to sign off on the budget, which is the reason we'll talk about him, like with the lawyers. Um, And then I just wrote the next episode is all about the new interns. Like, I just... That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to add about that one is Joe Wilson's past we learn about. Yes. First note. with her and Alex. Okay, yeah, you go first. Mine is Arizona is back in the house. Same. I liked, that, that was mine. And then I just added that. I love that Callie's like, but don't make a big deal about it. Yeah, like not I, too much of a big deal. Yeah, I like um, that. But, I don't know if I like, but she's making Mousy walk around with a wheelchair. Um yes. And she's not, but like, not super too discreet, close. <laughs> but she's not super no, not discreet about it. 
Yeah. Mousy, is Mousy the same actress that is in Napoleon Dynamite? I believe so, yes. I also believe okay, that she's that's all uh, I can Karina, think of her Karina. Like that mm. movie Karina, Karina, or in Karina, Karina. I never saw that. I just can only picture her as Napoleon, the girlfriend that Napoleon wants to have. And Who she's sells like, her scrunchies? Whole milk if you want to. Yeah, like I, and she's like, plays the same kind of person. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, what do we want to start with first? None of them. Just kidding. Let's start with Robbins, just because that was a cool <sighs> yeah. part. I I'm liked gonna be, this part. I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't really care about these episodes at all. Um, no, like, I, maybe we can just talk about them in a lighter way, because there was nothing of substance, really. Maybe in the first one, but the second one, I could do without. Yeah. Um, so, Arizona's back at work. Um, she seems to be doing really well, and everyone's trying not to make make a big deal. I do love that when she's like talking to that little kid and he will not look her, yes. like look her in the eyes. And I was like, God, this kid is really weird. And then it turns out that Alex was paying him not to say anything about her prosthetic leg. Um, I love that. And then he's like, you said 40. And like, so he ends up having to pay him more. And that kid, and Robin's being like, is that kid always so weird? And I was just like, yeah, he's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she is kind of struggling. I mean, she, like, they're called down to, like, the triage room. And by the time she gets there, they're already, like, have left for the ER. Um, so she is struggling to, like, get around the hospital more. Uh, she decides to do a really long surgery and... Uh, like Bailey questions her on it. And I love that like uh, Callie gives her like a shut the fuck up. And she's like, I would be so bored just standing for that long. I get bored. <laughs> oh, yeah, like she changes the reason why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bailey's not subtle. No. Um, I also like, I think it was cool though how Robin's like, clearly like she's had a little bit of a shift and I feel like she feels like empowered by being there. But like she wasn't upset like at Alex or anyone that she had to wait longer to get down there. You know what I mean? Like, like she's like, no, go. Like, I'll, I'll be there. Like, don't worry. Like, yeah. she wasn't like, I thought that was like refreshing to see. Um, let's see, what else with her? Well, when she's in that surgery, this part was really sad, but then ended up being like maybe my favorite scene of the two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the surgery, she falls. Right. And, and I love how Karev immediately orders everyone out of the room. Yeah. Like, because she's kind of, like, face down. Um, and he, like, makes sure first that she's not hurt. Um, and then he realizes she's laughing. And she says that, like, I, I just was so confident. And I, like, turned and put all my weight on my left foot. And she's, like, dying laughing. She's, like, to realize I don't have a left foot. Yeah. And then he still looks, like, really fucking concerned. And she's just, like, you should see the look on your face. And they both laugh. He helps her up and she keeps going. I just, like... That was a really touching scene. And I feel like there was a lot of good moments between the two of them. Like, they're back on good terms, I think. And she even, like, tells Wilson like, yeah. that Karev is one of the good ones. Yeah, and she so, says, I hope you're taking notes, Wilson, because he's one of the good ones, which I oh makes me so yeah. sad. <laughs> Same. Yeah, and so it's it's good. I mean, like— I had no problem with her being upset. Like, her trauma was super real, and I'm really glad they told that story. But it's also really nice to see her back. Like, I missed her. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there that it will show up again as, like, trauma is not right. linear by any means. Um, and so... But it was nice to see her, like, have a successful surgery. And then she 
is home and Callie shows up and she's playing with Sophia and yeah. is like singing and laughing and doing the little dance thing and like Callie like helps to prep dinner and like you can see Callie's kind of relieved and is like, okay, maybe we're gonna like get through this together. So she, you know, she had a successful first day back, which was really, mm-hmm. really good to see. It was really good to see. I liked it. Um, I think that's all about her, right? Yeah. She, really, she wasn't really in the second one. Um, okay, let's just go down the order. Let's talk about April. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I don't know my my uh, cycle that well that, like, she, when they're like, wait, it's this date? I'm four days late. Like, yeah, I'm really impressed with people who have, like, very exact cycles. Like, you must be so healthy. Congratulations. Mine is not like that. <laughs> um, I'd be like, I think I'm, like, maybe 40 days late. I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't. <laughs> um, I don't even remember the last time. I don't know. It's been 84 years. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's hard. Um, I also have PCOS, so, like, that makes it more difficult to, like, track your menses, but... Um, right, right. Oh, my God, menses is my new... Everyone has been using that word to me lately. Weird. Like, I've heard it. It's the word of the week. I think I've heard it without prompt, like, four times this week. Oh, maybe it's telling you something? I don't know what it's trying to tell Am you. Am I pregnant? No, I just, Oh, my God, I hope not. I mean, congratulations... it would be immaculate... I mean, congratulations if you, would you say it would be immaculate conception? <laughs> yeah, it would be. You have, remember, yeah, you and Jake have been quarantining in separate rooms. Yeah, remember so. how I talked about my sleep pod? I accidentally created it, Jake, and I have separate <laughs> beds for a month. And I'm, let me tell you, I have slept wonderfully. <laughs> oh, anyways, okay. I've never slept better. Um, so, yeah, she... So April is freaking out. She's, like, trying to get Jackson to, like, meet her in this thing. And Christina and Meredith are making fun of her because they're like, oh, damn, like, you get sex once and you can't Well, yeah, there was something really funny during that. When, what did, what did Christina say to her? Damn it. There was, like, something, okay, anyways, I can't find it. I don't remember, but. Sorry. Um. I do like that, like, I I like how Jackson responds to April about all of it, though. Yep. I mean, he's, like, super there for her, supportive, like, willing to marry her, like, figure it out. Right, the thing they keep saying is, like, something that feels this good cannot be this bad. Yeah. And and I, I just, I like that about the two of them, that sentence. Although, like, at first he... He's like, when he finds out, he's like, we'll figure it out. We'll take a blood test. And he's like distracted when he's working with Callie and everything. But then he like in the middle of something realizes what he needs to do. And that's when he goes and finds her. And he's like, I'm in all the way. Um, And then he's, yeah, we get married with a house with a big yard and we have a huge freaking wedding. I was like annoyed by her being like in a field with butterflies. Like, okay, I do have a quick note about that. I said, I believe that April did have butterflies when she planned her wedding with that one dude she ends up with. Matthew was his name. It just came to me. Oh, I think you're, like, on her dress or something? Or, or like, like, uh, maybe, or, but, like, that wedding that Jackson shows up to, I feel like there were, like, butterflies when you walked in or something. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to Google it to look. But, yeah, also, it was, like, outdoors, wasn't it? That one was in a church. It's, like, in a cabin. A barn. No, it was in, like, a barn. A barn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt that you're wrong. It seems like, oh yeah, they ran outside afterwards. I was like, wait, why are they outside? But that's what I was thinking of. Um, oh, that was such a good scene. I can't wait for it. But yeah, like I, I think that 
that was definitely, oh, they're in a barn, but they're in the fucking mountains. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. So anyways, I just wasn't, cool, 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 cool. I was annoyed by her being like, and butterflies, but whatever. So he, yeah, you're right. He had an amazing response. And then she had the opposite one when they found out she wasn't pregnant. Yeah, so she ends up not being pregnant. And then she says, now we don't have to get married. I feel like she has done this multiple times to Jackson. Like is not super super aware of what she's, it's okay. I've never, this in this rewatch, I have realized that April is being super selfish about all of her responses to Jackson. Like, she wants to have sex, she wants to feel good, and then she feels guilty because of her religious beliefs and what she's doing. And she says things out loud to Jackson and doesn't think about them. And then when he seems kind of, like, upset, she's like, no, 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 I didn't mean that about you. I mean that about me. And, like, it's just, it's like, read the room, be a little bit more aware and thoughtful and sensitive about what you're saying. Yeah, and she's like, it's like she's saying what's in her head without, but she's saying it out loud and not realizing that she's saying it out loud. It's it's a little, yeah, read the room is a great phrase. Well, and I also like, I don't even think it's an excuse anymore for like, the first time April does this, I think she doesn't realize that Jackson has feelings like about the sex thing. And then she feels right. bad. But this like pregnancy thing, he's like, we'll like, we'll get married. We'll do the whole thing. Like he's already told you he has feelings. Now he's saying like he would absolutely marry you. Like you should be aware and you should also realize that having sex has quote consequences. Consequences. Um, right, right. And I just, she just really bothers me because I feel like she kind of walks all over Jackson a little bit. Tell me your thoughts on that while I go pour some more wine. (laughs) No, I agree completely. He already told her straight up, quit saying shit like that. It hurts my feelings. I like you. And then she did it again. And this one was the worst because she says, now we don't have to get married. We're free. We're free. It's so mean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and... I feel like to, um, and this maybe can lead into this thing because I forgot to write Meredith and Derek are having another baby as a topic. But oh yeah, I the best about that. the best part was when April is like freaking out and like ends up telling Meredith that she thinks she's pregnant, and Meredith says to her, and I didn't know this was the episode where Meredith finds out she's pregnant or whatever or tells Derek, but she says she's like just kind of smiles and she's just like, like I don't remember her exact words. It was like babies don't aren't like planned. Like you can't, you can't plan for this. Like they come at times you're least expecting them or you try, 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 and you just can't get pregnant. Like she was talking about her story. And I just thought that like, at the time I remember being like, wow, Mare, that was like cute little, like you were smiling. Like that was nice advice, you know? Like you didn't freak out at her or whatever. And then at the end, it was like totally worth it to like realize where her headspace was at when she, when, when she gave April that advice. Um, is it okay if we just talk about that moment? Because it yeah. wasn't like lead up to it. Um, so it's like right I know, at the end of the kind of, of f- come out of nowhere. Yeah, it's right at the end of episode seven, and Derek comes home, and it was so cute. Like I just so uh, she 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 gives him a shirt, and it says like big sister or something like for Zola, and like I just felt like. I was so happy for them because we'd seen them try and try and like Zola is perfect and like I'm so happy they have her but like originally they were trying to have their own child and like again like Meredith said like it's not something that 
you like you can't plan your life like you as much as you think you have control over it you don't and like Derek's smile when he said when he saw the shirt and like and then how they hugged and they were just like we're having another baby it was so cute and she said good or he said she was like I'm still nervous like I have my hostile uterus and blah 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 and bad things happen to us and he just says to her good things happen to us we're gonna have another baby and I thought that was so cute I know (laughs) and they're like growing their family like you said it's all great and lovely and cute they have nothing yeah Sad girl. Well, I guess Derek's hand, but um, no, it but is. He really doesn't sweet. even seem bothered by no. it. No, <laughs> and it is really sweet that, like, then in retrospect, you realize, like you said, why she was gave April the advice that she gave her. It was because she realizes or she knows that she's pregnant. So, yeah, and and I just, um, I think I appreciate like Derek's demeanor in these, like, right now, like, in the way that they are together and that he just confidently says, like, good things happen to us. Like, we are, like, we're not cursed. Which earlier he said to her, too, when they were making out and she was trying to help him make a decision about his hand, he said, you used to be so dark and twisty. Why are you so optimistic? So it was like, I guess that was a little warning, too. Like, that she wants him. Oh, and that's what she's like, that's why you're having the surgery. Like, you need, we're having another baby. Like, you need this kind of a thing. But I just thought that was, like, Two instances now where Mare is, like, choosing optimism over anything else. Yeah. Um, the one thing that so. we forgot to mention um, with the Jackson and April storyline is that when she says, we don't have to get married, we're free, we can keep dating, um, Jackson breaks up with her. Yes. I wish I'm proud of him. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't last. But, yeah. like, I'm proud that he I mean, it's kind of for himself It's there. kind of sad how he says it, though, is, like, you— yeah. Like, you said that this isn't good, you know. Like, kind of makes April feel bad about it. Um, Also, they just went from getting married to now breaking up. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they should should take a pause. (laughs) I think they should probably take a pause. Well, and there's even—oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and then in the next episode, she's in a really bad mood. Yeah, there's even more to it, though. At the end of the season of episode seven— Jackson's at the bar and Karev sits by him and he says something about like April being weird and he just looks at her at him and he goes, no more calling her weird. And then he's like, okay. And then I says, love, he's like, you're not allowed to say it. Like, that's just, like he just doesn't want, so obviously he still likes her. It's not yeah. whatever, but. Right. Um, yeah, let's keep going through this first episode. Um, Want to talk about Callie? Sure. And Derek in his hand? Sure. Okay, great. Um, you start. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much Callie is trying to come up with a way to um, do a surgery on Derek so he will get the function back in his hand so he will be able to perform surgery again. And um, in the beginning, um, he's super hard on Callie. Like, he's like, She's like shoots down her ideas. Yeah, she's like been working really hard. She's like, and this is the money, whatever. Like, this is the pitch. Here we go. And then he's like, yeah, okay, what else you got? Like, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. Um, and then at the end of that episode, he comes in and he I don't remember why he does that. Why what inspires him to come back in and be like, we're gonna start from the beginning, we're gonna scratch all this, and we're gonna work together. Um, I think it. It was, well, it's after... Because it's not Meredith saying she's pregnant. No, it's not. It's, I think it's after the part when, 
when he says, when he's like, you used to be so dark and twisty, now you're optimistic. And like, she tells him, I don't know, like he, he has sex with Meredith. <laughs> that, sex that. with Meredith, there it is. Um, <laughs> so they start working together and, um, and then in the next episode, they realize they need like a lot, like a real live nerve, a real, like a- Yeah, yeah. And um, so they have Brooks calling all of his sisters to try and see if they'll donate a nerve. But Derek doesn't want to get his sisters involved, but Meredith is trying to get them involved. And I don't know, like, I I do, like, I love the end scene where Brooks kind of, like, freaks out on Derek and Meredith and was like, (laughs) I didn't, like, I don't want to be involved (laughs) in this. And, like, I know things about you guys that I don't want to know. And, um... And then his sister ends up showing up, which I'm like, cool, we never see her again, but... Yeah, okay. I was like, okay, cool, Lizzie. Like, so Meredith has another sister who, like, is literally dropped off of planet Earth. Yeah. You mean Derek? Is it... Or, yeah, well, but, like, Meredith... You know how, like, Amelia, she treats, like, yeah, her sister but now? I'm like, trying to remember if Lizzie is in that episode with Amelia. Same. And, her, and I cannot remember her being there. And even if it's not the same actress, do you know what I mean? Like, I just... Uh, I'm like, okay, they totally dropped the ball on this storyline. Yeah, I don't ever, and maybe she is there. I, like, I don't know. Um, But she, this is like what I picture a shepherd sister to be like, to be honest. Like, very, like, kind of hoity-toity and, like, high and mighty and, like, you know, like, I am here now, Derek, and I'm upset that you, you know what I mean? Like, she, I guess Amelia's the little sister. Um, But I guess, like, just the way she acted, like, made me, it was like believable. Like I kind of wish they had done more with those sisters, you know? Yeah. Um, I also, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say about, oh, I just love too that. I really loved the scene when Callie asked Derek for help. Like I love the idea of Derek helping to solve his hand. And instead of it just being Callie, also Callie hasn't been sleeping and she's been making PowerPoints and Derek tells her that they're starting tomorrow. Go get some sleep. It's like cute. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking up Liz Shepard on Wikipedia. Grays, she's Grays at Wiki. Yeah, she's a doctor. So yeah, oh, okay. Are they all- donating her nerve? So she donates her nerve. Okay, Amelia's visit to New York. When Nancy ran into Amelia in New York, she invited Amelia to dinner in an attempt to fix a broken relationship between Amelia and her sisters. Nancy invited Kathleen and Liz to join, but Liz was out of town. <laughs> So there you go. So she was mentioned again. She was just out of town. It's like they probably couldn't find that actress again. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, or she didn't want <laughs> to be involved or whatever. She's not acting anymore. Yeah, she's just like, doing no, anything. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> um, um, also, it, with Derek's hand, too, I thought it was interesting but weird. Like, So they had all the new interns like to see who's going to assist on the surgery, and they end up choosing, is his name Shane or Ross? It's Shane Ross. Oh, okay. Thank you. Because I kept writing both. And then I was like, wait, are yeah. they the same person? Yeah, yeah. His last um, name's Ross. Okay, perfect. So they had him and he treats Derek like a patient. Like he's like, how's your pain? We're going to, you're in good hands. And at first I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? This is Derek. But then they end up choosing him because he's the only one that taught, like treated Derek like a patient. And I really liked that scene, even though I was like, what? Why'd they choose him? I just thought it was funny. Yeah. um, I want to kind of talk about that because um, it was Lumps and Bumps Day, which is really disgusting. Publer, 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 
Hubler. Um, that part where they pull that huge thing out, I want to like throw up thinking about it. Um, and like show it, and it's all this like fleshy, gross stuff. But um, she's like. April is doing lumps and bumps days. She's clearly like, I failed my boards and I get stuck with this and no one wants to help and blah, blah, blah. And she's like mean to Ross. And then then Ross says like, he'll be back to help her the next day. And he ends up getting this surgery with Derek because April teaches him something about like, there's still a person underneath that lump and bump and you need to make, you need to treat them like a patient and they're scared and you need to be kind and so Ross shows back up and it's like gonna help April on the second day. And she's kind of like, stop making fun of me. Like, clearly, this is a joke. And he thanks her and like attributes like being able to get that surgery with uh for Dr. Shepard because April taught him. And he also said, like, I got to do 15 solo procedures today. Uh 27. Oh, so whatever. Um and <laughs> And he, like, thanks her, and then, um, yeah, I just I, I just thought it was really nice. And it was a really, like, nice, uplifting thing for April, too, that she taught someone um, through something, like, that she finds gross and annoying and menial tasks, you know? Yeah, I I, I loved it. I, I thought it was really cute. I like him as an intern, like, and I just, I like his, like, attitude and his, like, um, just like, I feel like he's really sincere. And I love the mindset of like, I had 27 solo surgeries yesterday. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, poor April. She's just in a in a, in a a place right now. Yeah. Um, also, I have a note earlier though that says, <laughs> that says, it like contradicts that and says, we need more men in this intern group. None of them are in love with each other. Also, it's weird. Shane is way too positive. So apparently <laughs> at one part in the episode, I liked Shane and another part I did not. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it ebbs and flows. The butt scab on that lady too, that scene was really funny. Like they're, the way they both like couldn't look at it. And then April like goes in and she comes back out and she's like, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, all right. Um, um, should we talk about Frozen Tundra, Christina Owen kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. So Christina is just, I'll, I said Christina's just soaking up the sun or lack of sun in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I think just cause it's not like negative 45. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like us when it finally hits 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. And we're um, like, and she's just saying, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, did you know the 11 coldest um, counties are all in Minnesota? <laughs> like are her just like spouting facts and that, um, and she's actually like teaching too. Like we'll see that like, she is, like, taking the time. Yes, she's still calling her interns, like, different dwarf names, depending on what they're like, which is epic to me. But, um, like, she's also just being a really good teacher. And Bailey kind of observes it and is like, you've changed. Like, what's what's going on with you? And she's the one that uses the term, like, I don't know what happened to you in that frozen tundra, but, like, something did. Yeah. Um, and she kind of has, like, a come-to moment with Meredith being like, did I change? Like, what? what's different? Um, yeah. Well, and then it, it, that goes into, um, well, also just, like, Christina, like, gives good advice to Bailey about, like, the wedding. She yes. is, like, helpful to her interns. Um, she's, like, teaching them. And then, so she's, like, 
And then she's thinking about Owen and she's asking, like, did I change? And then Meredith's kind of like, do you want Owen back? And she's like, no, I don't. And then she's like, I do, actually. So she thinks something has changed and she wants to be with Owen. Um, yeah, which that's like the first time she says it out loud. Like, yeah. I want to be with Owen, which it it's like so— and maybe you can clear this up for me, but like, I guess I'm confused with, well, Owen, first of all, tells her straight up when they have that conversation, like, we don't work. Like, mm-hmm. we want different things, which I do actually think, like, is true. Like, Christina is, like, sad and misses him, but she still does not want to have a kid. So, like, in one way, I'm like, okay, Owen, you're being a little harsh. But in another way, he's not wrong. Like, they're going to have the same issue that they had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so, I guess I don't understand— I don't mean to be skipping ahead. Like, what the conflict of interest is. Like, clearly at the end scene, when they're in the apartment, and she says she— or, you know, she like, she called him there to talk, and he says that they need to, like, break up or be whatever. I don't understand why that has to do with the lawsuit. That, like, Owen can't have— be married to her. I— don't remember specifics, but I do remember that they explained that. Like, in regards to, like, it's better for her not to be married to Owen. Right, yeah. Like, so is it that they, the judge would throw the case out if there was a party on both sides kind of a thing? I really don't remember, I'm going to be honest, but I know they explain it. Like, it come, like, Christina ends up figuring it out and, like, they spell it out for you, but I don't remember why. But I do remember, like, that is why he's saying he wants a divorce is because— right of the plane crash incident. It's so sad. It's like such poor timing too, because like for once, not for once, but in this moment, Christina's being very vulnerable to him Mm -hmm. and he has to like put on this cold face. It's like, it's like in, uh, when, I don't know, in fake movies when you're like, (laughs) there's a, I'm just coming up with a movie where you're like trying to get your dog to go away from you, but you love your dog. Why would this ever be a thing? (laughs) 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 I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know, but it's okay. (laughs) You'd be like, I don't like you. Go on now, leave me. (laughs) But like, you really do like them, but it'll save them. That's a movie I'm writing. Like like Homeward Bound or something. (laughs) I don't know. I think that, no, I think that really is in a movie. Like, get out of here. It's like Fox and the yeah, Hound. You, that's what I was thinking, too. The the old lady leaves him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the old lady leaves Copper. <laughs> Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd is the fox. Yeah. yeah, and then he's like in the rearview mirror looking really sad, and she's crying. Okay, it's Fox and the Hound. I wrote it in the <laughs> 80s. It's I very successful. The 70s. I think that was in the 70s. I wrote it in the 70s when I time traveled. Um, I'm a very successful Disney artist. The Hound made, I got to double check this. When was Fox and the Hound made? Oh, 81. You were right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, I was right. The 80s. <laughs> yes, yes. The 80s. The good old 80s. <laughs> so anyways, that's very Fox and the Hound, like, is my point. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, totally agree. I was right there with you. I I mean, I brought up Fox and the Hound, so I followed you completely. Um, I just, yeah, I feel really bad, but I, I to go back, I, I do agree with you. He says, we want different things and we don't work. And I wrote, like, I really appreciate that Owen says this to Christina because this is what we have been saying on the podcast in For regards- fucking months. Yeah, in regards to, like, her having an abortion and them not having a child together, like- we just said, like, they just don't 
they just want different things. And that is the problem with their relationship is it's not that they don't love each other. It's just that they want different lives. And so, um, yeah. So even if like this plane thing wasn't going on, I mean, I do, maybe they would try and make it work, I guess, but I just don't know that they would ever successfully, someone would have to seriously compromise. And I don't think kids is an easy thing to compromise on. I agree. I think you either want kids Uh or you don't. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, um, Also, and just to finish out the Owen thing, so he was in meetings with, like, the lawyers, and he ends up finding out that uh, he's, like, all upset. He's like, who who, who signed off on these low sky trip is, like, the new the yeah. airline or whatever that they've been uting. And then they're like, uh, is this your signature? And he's like, yeah, oh, he shit. Like freaks so, the fuck out, like, who would not look into the safety? Oh, he's, like, so mad. <laughs> And then it's him, and he's like, mm. <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that happens, and we'll see how that goes. Um, I also wanted to, I say to just one more, like, good Owen thing. In the beginning, he's he, like, tackles the issue. He's like, just because this is happening and we're suing the hospital, or they are, or you are, whatever, like, work will go on as usual. Like, this is, and I thought that was, like, great of him, like, tackling it head on, kind of. Yeah. Um, and not being afraid. Um, one other thing in this first episode before we move on to, like, the intern thing. Mm-hmm. Well, two things. I finally found my note of the funny thing Christina said to April. She said, 30 years is a nun. She cannot get enough when she was looking for Jackson. <laughs> um, that's what I found. But I want to just really quick talk about Ben and Bailey's wedding. Oh, right. I love that. Um, she's like, nobody cares about, like, Ben cares about this wedding, Mendo, and, like, Richard's like, well, I cared about my wedding. Like, how dare you? You know, I Yeah, love she that. says, what kind of self-respecting man cares this much about a wedding? And Richard just goes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that, like, he's like, or she's like, you already got me a wedding gift, Ramekins. He's like, and I'd be happy to get you another set. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love it. Um, he's so old-fashioned. Yeah, and Christina, like, gives the advice of just, like, whatever. I didn't want a wedding at Merida's house, but just put on the damn dress and make him happy and, like, whatever. Perfect, yeah. It's like, that's great advice. Yeah, just do it. It's just a day. He also, he wants a cupcake tower and those deer made out of twigs. (laughs) So she's still, which I knew exactly what those are. (laughs) Also, she says that, like, at the end, she's like, well, she's all mad because she's like, Ben wants a Christmas wedding. Like, and she's all upset about that. And then she ends up saying, like, you're going to get an invitation in the in the mail, and it's probably going to have elves on it, which is like... <laughs> yeah, there were so many good comments with her. Um, and... Yeah. But you can I, tell I she's, like, the- she's a little embarrassed because she's already been married. And so yes. I think that's the thing. It's like, why make another big ta-da when I've already done the big white dress? And the, which I think a lot of people feel about their second wedding, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's sure. uncommon, but like Ben really wants it. And also is I don't think Ben's been married before. Yeah, I I don't I don't think he has either. So this is important for him and he's also just a sentimental man. Yeah. So there you um, have it. I also I feel bad. I'm bouncing around, but I keep finding the things I was looking for. Meredith, the, the reason Derek decided he needed to fix his hand is because the guy who kept grabbing things with had the reflex problem. Uh-huh. He the Clemens, who must be the neurosurgeon, he says that the tumor is inoperable and Meredith right. shows it to Derek. Right, right, right. And right. he and and Derek's like, "Oh yeah, no, I could do that." And Meredith's like, "Right, exactly. That's why we need you fixed." So, yeah. that's why. 
I just have a note that about that, a, that. This guy's grabbing was, women's asses. What is this about? <laughs> like, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was. It was obviously just like a story. What was that? Sorry, I had to take an AirPod out. Oh, that was obviously just like a storyline about like getting Derek back in. I do love that Derek was like, um, oh god, you know, they're both dying. Hang on, keep talking. I do love that Derek was like, um, you know, like maybe I'll just kind of retire and I've wanted to be, I wanted to get more into fishing and he bought Zola a pink fishing pole, which I thought was really cute. I don't know why. It is, it is cute. Um, can we take a quick break? Sure. Okay, perfect. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Woo! Thanks. I had some AirPod problems. Yeah, thanks um, everyone for taking a break and pouring a glass of wine. What if the break was as long as the break we actually took? <laughs> we just took a break. Hey, stop it. Sorry. She's ca- yelling at her cat, not you guys. Stop. That was, there was no context to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. She, okay, so when we were painting, I just have to tell you this one. <laughs> this is so bad. When we were painting our dining room, you know, you have tarps down and... We have outlets on our floors and we uh-huh. don't have any outlet covers on anything clearly right now because we did our floors and we were painting and stuff. Stop it. And sorry, my cat. I'm, <laughs> She's not responding to your yelling. <laughs> no, she, she was. She just ran in circles and did it again and ran away when I told her to stop it. Um, so we had this tarp down. I was like going to like paint above. This is so bad. And I like have my stepladder and then I like, fell into something, like the stepladder <laughs> fell into something, screamed. I thought I busted through our wood floors. I was like, John's going to fucking kill me. So I pulled the tart back, but I had put just perfectly the one part <laughs> of the step stool into the outlet and shoved it down into the floor. And John was like, I have no idea how we're going to get that out of there. <laughs> like, it's just like shoved deep down into our floor now. And so Marge, every so often, will just go and bat at it and put her paws into the hole. Also, let us floor. not let us not forget that your mover did fall through your floor. <laughs> <laughs> Bria, they have these huge floor vents also that were removed. And I mean, the guy didn't see it, but, but it wasn't also her fault. And he was carrying this big box and was no, talking couch. to us. He was carrying my couch. couch. And he literally dropped, like, I'm not to kidding, his up hip. to his thigh. Up to, yeah, to his hip. I thought he broke his leg. And Abby and I, I just when he, yeah. stood there watching it happen. And then the look on his face was sheer terror. <laughs> and then he, like, didn't get out. And no, we didn't run to him. We just kind of were like, are you okay? <laughs> Time stopped. And I was afraid. I was afraid that when he pulled his leg out, it'd be, like, gone. Like, he would just have a stump. Like, the leg was cut off. <laughs> well, like, you, it was very scary. Well, because you didn't realize that there was a vent there. You thought he fell through our floor. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the weird. And then after that, like, after he was like, oh, I'm fine. He, like, blamed it on himself. He's like, I should have been looking and was, like, really nice about it. And I was like, this guy's going to sue me. And then he, like, was like, where do you want the couch? And just, like, kept moving it. And then he, like, went upstairs. And I looked at Abby. And I had to go outside because I had church laughs. Like, I was laughing so hard. And I knew it wasn't appropriate for me to be laughing. And... Abby and I like couldn't look at each other for a while because we were just that like that guy was high as fuck. Also was, moving things into your house, he was so it smelled so 
so much like weed, so much. And he had a puffy vest on and he would like carry a table with eight boxes on top of it on his back and just was doing weird shit. It was like one of the weirdest experiences of my life. Oh God. Okay. Um, all right. Here, here's <laughs> got how... the image in my head of him falling. <laughs> I'm sitting right where we were standing, looking at the spot. <laughs> God, the rumor had happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, the rumor. Um, okay, this is how I'm gonna sum up the next episode. These interns are, are the all worst. Dumb. They're, they're all competing for surgeries they're being mean to each other but then they're crying the only thing that's whatever <laughs> is that joe keeps getting called princess everyone thinks she's prissy and she's not and we learned that we'll talk about that moment also like the bigfoot thing was so stupid it was like, really dumb mostly stupid was the weird i get what they were trying to do they were saying that like for the interns everything is new and shiny and pretty and they would do these like sweeping slow-mo of the like the sheets and like christina riding by like a ride in some dude <laughs> trying to fix him <laughs> like just literally all of these things they would do it in slow-mo with like twinkle music but i, I was honestly just so over it like it was so I just am not invested yet. Like, yes, down the line, I'm invested in Wilson. I end up liking Stephanie. But like right now, everyone else, this is just like, it's like we've seen this before. We've seen Christina and Meredith competing for a surgery and then they fight. We saw that. We've seen Karev sleeping with people. Like there's nothing new really, you know, except the Wilson thing. I totally agree. I think that's the problem is they're trying to make us feel about these interns the way we felt about the original interns. And the thing is, we're never going to feel that way. Similarly, in recent seasons where they, I understand you have to add new cast and it can't, you have to have interns. But I feel like they are, like they focus a little less on the interns in newer seasons just because I think, Agreed. I just feel like they realize like, okay, this actually isn't going to work. So we can have these side characters and stuff and we can have you invested in them in different ways. But this episode felt so, um, it just felt like they were really shoving it down my throat. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, I don't care yeah. about Murphy and, uh, Karev, like yeah. her being sad. Yeah, like I don't care about like um, Murphy and what's her name? Stephanie, Murphy and Edwards oh, yeah. like fighting and being irritated with each other and like super catty and and yeah, like the weird, like um, the only moment that I kind of liked the slow-mo was that music when Christina was about to do heart surgery. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that music is cool. I was like, this music <laughs> is dope. And then, but then it went on way too long and I was just like... I literally, I think in the beginning of the episode, I, I wrote, like, I'm so bored. I was just so bored and with that, that episode. And that scene when they were, like, walking down the hall, being so tired and trading coffee that they stole, I'm too ruined by COVID-19 now because I was just like, oh, my God, the germs. They stole that from, like, I just was like, it's all I could think about. And, yeah, like, even the scenes where I think it was supposed to be, like, lighthearted, like the old lunchroom scenes with our original interns, it just didn't feel the same yet. Mm -hmm. Um and the fight between, yeah, Murphy and Edwards was so just, like, dumb. Um, but I will say, like, out of this episode, I did like Ross's scenes with April, like, in him, the lumps and bump thing. And the Wilson stuff was good. So, basically, um, they keep calling her princess. Um, and because she's wearing this fancy watch in the beginning that he, like, calls her out on. Um, and... 
it happens a couple of times. She like asks her friends about it. Like, am I prissy? And they all like, which I didn't even understand that. Like, I was like, she doesn't act that way to me. Like, yeah, she's got great hair, but like, there's no other part of her to me that screams that. And the storyline that's happening is this 15 year old girl, which this too, this 15 year old girl gives birth to a baby and her and her mom are just the worst. And they end up, no, they remind me of like honey boo boo. And her, yeah. and her mom, her show, her stage mom. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like they end up leaving and they're uh, like, Wilson gets in like a physical fight with the mom being like, you can't leave. You can't just abandon this baby. She's super passionate. Karev like pulls her off of the woman, which I, I loved that because like how many times have has Karev gotten pulled off of a patient mm-hmm. like for physically fighting with them when he's like fighting for the underdog. So mm-hmm. like that to me was like, it, this whole episode made me realize how similar the two of them are. Yeah. Um, um, and and so they go and they sit outside and he says, like, you know, that I, like, she, her mom left her at a fire station when she was two months old. She was in foster homes until she was 16. Then she lived in her car. Miss Schmidt was the one teacher who, like, really invested in her and went to her graduation. And she gave her the watch she was wearing, like, and that is why she wears it, whatever. And Again, like, a, it's a good Karev moment where he doesn't say anything. Like, he's he realized he was wrong, and he just, like, sits there, and he's like, it's a nice watch. Like, it was a good reaction, and we learn just how similar their storylines are, which is a beautiful thing. Like, I do love them. So, <sighs> that's my summary. Uh, I think you said everything. The only other thing is that the interns found a new place to hang out, and it's outside the cafeteria instead of in the tunnels. I do love, like, I wrote that note before... Karev was like, where I couldn't find you. Like interns always hang out in the tunnels, um, so. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're like I, hang, hanging outside of the cafeteria, like with like trash everywhere, uh, just right, showing right. that interns just like hang out in the worst spaces, you know. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess even the more I think about it, I really do like this episode. Is I don't. Sorry, I don't like this episode, but I love like this is the episode where Robbins tells. Wilson, that Karev is one of the good ones. This is the one where we learn about their past and how similar. And I, I hadn't thought about till I said it out loud, the like her being pulled off a patient and how similar that is to him. Um, well, I honestly- She also has that- Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like that's really like the only redeeming things about this episode. Other than that, like- Yeah. I just don't give- I just don't care about the interns yet. And I think this episode is trying to make us care about them, but I don't know that I ever will or do. That was my cat. Yeah. She is knocking. The- I want to just say my cat is walking around the table and knocking one thing off at a time right now. And this is driving me. Oh, there goes. Wait. There goes. Another. Oh, my God. Marge. Yeah, she just knocked three things. She dropped my charger, glasses, and uh, my, oh my iPad God. case. And now she's pushing them against the ground. I am going to kill my cat. Hold on. I have to. Hold on. I have to go grab them. Well, I'll just talk um, about the three top three ridiculous things in this episode are the man holding his wife upside down so that she doesn't code and the way that he had to hold his arms straight out. There's no way that Jake could do that. I would die if I had to be held upside down by Jake. Oh, my God. Can you Um, imagine John trying to do that for me? (laughs) It's just all very funny. That the Bigfoot thing was so stupid. The slow motion thing was so stupid. And just like... All of it. I had so many WTFs written that it's not even funny. Yeah. So I, I mean, I had a note that was like, um, wait, where is it? 
I don't know. I don't. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> okay, it doesn't, I don't even know. I just didn't even care. I didn't care about this episode. Um, what? Oh, well, I'll just wait yes. until we do like um, random notes. Uh, we're on random notes. Go for okay, it. Okay, we're on random notes. Um, going back to the Callie thing and her falling. Um, Callie? You mean Arizona? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Arizona thing and her falling. Callie says to her, like, she, it, when she comes home, Arizona's like, I fell. And she's like, you fell? What happened? And Arizona says, oh, I yeah. fell down. I got back up. And I said, that made me want to cry. Like, that she was just like, yeah, yeah. I fell down, but I but I got back up. And Like, the worst thing happened, and I got through yeah, it, kind and, of. And Callie, like, kind of, like, is, like, relieved by that. One of my other random notes is Roberta, who is, like, the hospital whatever lady. Um, I'm pretty sure she's in Nip Tuck. Um, oh, and uh, I said I missed that show. And I wonder if you can watch that anywhere. <laughs> Nip Tuck, another for your binges. Yeah, another uh, great medical show. So um, I also felt like the lawyers were really annoying. Um, I also thought that, of course, it was a tumor. Thank goodness that guy was not a total creep. Um, yeah. We're like mid, we're like through the beginning where it's exciting because they're trying to like set the scene for the season and we're like entering the like, the like and then we'll have like, episodes, yeah. Right. And then we'll have the mid season premiere or finale, which will be good. And then it'll do the same thing again. Oh, the one other thing is the storyline about the guy with the liver. And I felt really bad that he ended up rejecting the liver. And I felt oh, really and bad get, for oh. the couple, but his perspective is super positive and he like, just one. Yeah. Th- I thought that was a really sad. And Ross is like very upset and crying. And he he's has like, he's boogers and crying. And it, yeah, it's really sweet. Also, he, they, that couple, they call each other Bug. Yeah, I know. Which is really cute. Um, and then um, my final random note is the last line of the episode is they're like the slow mo of all the people coming into the ER. Like you said, Christina's like riding some dude. And then the last line is I can't believe they used to be us. Us. Which, yeah, that part's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, notes and trivia. I don't oh. have any random notes. <clears throat> oh, good. Great. Is uh, that okay? Yeah. Go. You can go first. Okay. All right. I Was Made for Loving You. This episode's title originated from the song I Was Made for Loving You, originally sung by Kiss. Oh, not Ewan McGregor singing <laughs> a... <laughs> um, the episode scored... Yeah. The episode scored 8.95 million viewers. Sarah Drew tweeted that this episode was her favorite season nine episode along with Readiness is All. It's because it was about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Roberta Thompson is introduced in this episode telling Owen that she's new to the hospital's board of directors. Goof. Bailey mentioned that Richard and Adele attended her wedding to Tucker. However, Bailey and Richard only met in 2003 during her internship. Since Bailey and Tucker married in 1905, there's no way he would have attended it. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Um, Love Love Turns You Upside Down. This title originated from the song Love Turns You Upside Down, originally sung by Edwin Moses. The Mm -hmm. episode scored 9.1 million viewers. Callie and Heather find out Meredith is pregnant when Heather has Meredith's phone and Dr. Simpson calls to confirm the ultrasound. Okay, cool. Whatever. It's a note. It's just a note. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Um, Goof. Mrs. Crossley is said to be needing a pacemaker due to being in complete heart block. However, the monitor hooked up to her shows her heart rate and rhythm to be a normal sinus in the 80s. If she really was in complete heart block, her monitor should have a much slower rhythm and the rates in the 30s. Whoa. Okay, so Catherine Fox Award, do you want me to go first? 
Sure. I just said, like, I didn't really know because I didn't really like these episodes. So I said maybe Ross because he learned how to treat patients and he came back to help April and he's doing a good job. Um, And then I said, I don't know, though, because I really hated these episodes. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Ross as well. I felt like he was the redeeming intern and he had parts in both ones. He gets to operate on Derek. Yeah, all that's good. My second runner up, I was just going to say, is Wilson because, like, this is the— like, first time that I think she's honest with Alex, and it obviously, like, sets them on a path towards destruction eventually. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm going to go with Ross. Great. Um, um, I rated it a 6.5. I said nothing happened. I was bored besides the Joe Wilson scenes in the second episode. I hated everything about it. Also, I things did happen. Meredith and Derek are pregnant. I like, there's a lot— But nothing— like, just that, scene was, that scene was so short. Like, there was no yeah, build you know— yeah. Um, I said six, maybe five. I don't really know. So I guess I'll give it a 5.5. I said, I just don't care about these interns at all. <laughs> just really. Yeah. Like, I just, I found it hard to pay attention to these episodes. Like, I was looking at my Same. phone and kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be watching these and taking notes. So, Same. and I have felt Write like. Write down 5.5. So our per, uh, person that does all the stats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I really, I don't know. I really felt like, um. Like, all the other episodes in season nine have been really great, and so maybe that's why I'm rating it so low, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, we rated a 10, like, recently, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, But, yeah, so, well, sorry we're a little negative about this one, but we've had a lot of positive ones lately. And you know what? Every day can't be perfect. Every day can't be perfect. Um... Sorry about me yelling at my cat earlier. I don't know if you've heard running around during this, but Marge has been circling the table with a plant in her mouth at the, for the last she's 15 minutes. Wild. The, I don't know. My dog's a, sleeping on a couch. Oh, well, she sleeps all day and usually she's like chill, but it's like that child, you know, when you're not paying attention to them and then they like they're yeah. like cool all day, but then when you like go and do something else, they're like, <laughs> look at me, look at me. That's what Marge is doing right now. Um, so sorry for any so, sound problems. Um, it's fine. It's keep, fine. Also, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that we have a special time of death tonight. I wanted oh, yeah. to just say. I was just before we did that, I was just going to say keep quarantining, keep being positive or sleeping it off. You know, I watched Interstellar today and they go in a deep sleep. So if you need to do that, um, <laughs> you could always. I don't you think the te- do that. I don't think the technology's there yet, but you could just physically sleep through this if you need to. So if um, any of our listeners have made it this far in the episode and they play Animal Crossings, I want to drop the bomb and let you know that today my turnips were for sale for 495 bells, which is a shit ton. But because I'm an idiot, I hadn't played uh, I hadn't bought many turnips, so I only had a few to sell, and I didn't make as much money. And no one will not understand this if you don't play, but if you do, that's insane. So anyways, just needed to brag. There we have it. Um, we have someone calling time of death, though. Yeah, so we aren't going to call it. Uh, you'll hear it in a second. But remember, if you are a $5 patron, you can leave a voicemail and call time of death as well. We would love to have you do it. So uh, here is our patron calling time of death. We love you, Grace Babies. Please stay safe and healthy. Hi, this is Kat from South Carolina. Stuck up in my room because of quarantine. Um, and time of sleep is 12.57. 